Anything else you're excited about? I'm, I'm excited in my pants. You know, I'm excited we can travel. This is the true episode 99 of Wayne in with Travis Hartman. I am B Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, last week we did post something. We were in the middle of a, a little thing called Hurricane Ian and prepping and also scheduling, yada, yada, yada. So sorry for the confusion, but this is the clarification, Weekend Trav. This is episode 99 of the number one beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym, specifically in the podcast studio of said boxing gym, shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is Sunday, dropping on Wednesday morning, 7.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In, in the, the world. world. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for our subscriber base. We appreciate you. If you're not yet subscribing, please do so below. If you're following us on YouTube or Rumble, hit the thumb up if you like the video. Subscribe to us. Uh, also on YouTube, there's the bell icon if you want to be notified next time we drop some new content. But also for our audio listeners on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and the like, all the different audio sources, we are there for those needs too. But everything drops on Wednesday. So we can drive. Episode 99 today. We got some stuff to run through unboxing. And then we have to highlight. Let's get it. What's coming up next week, which is the big centennial mark for us. Big one zero zero. When we first started this, did you ever think we'd have a hundred episodes? No. If you could do anything a hundred times, that's pretty incredible. And I'm not talking about just breathing. I'm not talking about well, <laughs> it's I guess, still pretty incredible, pretty incredible too because you're alive. When you think about that. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to a sexual reference, but yeah, I know that's where your mind immediately went. How do you know that? Because I've done these things with you <laughs> for a hundred almost a hundred episodes. So this is episode ninety-nine, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but let's jump right in. Weekend travel. I want to talk about the calendar because we've uh, there's a bunch of stuff coming up over not, not only this weekend, but next weekend as well. And so we want to highlight some of these things. But first we're gonna start on the eighth. October 8th, which is this yep. coming Saturday, two matchups we want to highlight, uh, and then we'll move on to next weekend and, and talk a little bit. Uh, but first and foremost, your boy, who you think is one of the next big things, that's some, one Sebastian Fundora taking on Carlos Ocampo on Showtime. We can trap. This is for the WBC interim 154 title and go. This I it was a year ago. I believe we did like um, an upcomer or some kind of like prospect of the year or somebody to look out for. And guess who I chose? I chose Sebastian Fandora. Turns out I was pretty close to being accurate because now he's undefeated. He knocked out Erickson Lubin, which I yep. never thought. Did I think he was going to win that fight? Possibly yes, but I did not think he would win the way he won that fight. So he's huge. I think the kid's like 6'6", 154 pounds. He's like tall, lanky. And come to find out, he's actually got a really pretty solid chin as well. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Lubin put him down, and he got back up and finished him off. So uh, I think it's a good fight. Sebastian Fandor versus Carlos Ocampo. Ocampo is going to be a very, very tough test. I believe he's only got one loss, or he might be undefeated. I can't remember for sure. Uh, but it's definitely a WBC interim super welterweight title. So it's going to put him in position to fight uh, for a world title, which is, I predicted about a year ago. I said that he'd get a world title within a couple of years and you got that nap that we've been trying to get for a while we've been following oh my gosh oh sorry i don't mean to interrupt you but during pre-production i was we were chasing this gnat down and i finally got it because he was drawn to the bourbon and i finally squished him 
Good job. Sorry, keep on going. I, I was, Fundora Ocampo. I was Ocampo. literally done. Okay. Fundora Campo. It's for the WBC interim welterweight title. Big time. Done. And, and you know what? I'm impressed by this kid. Uh, you mentioned his body frame and everything else. But frankly, he has more power than I thought somebody that tall and lanky would have. He's super skinny. Very interesting and tough, tough matchup for anybody just because of the body frame. Trying to yeah. get, uh, you know, kind of in, inside of his zone. And it's just hard to strike with that guy if he can keep you on the outside. Uh, also coming up on this Saturday on the 8th, uh, we can travel. We have Chris Eubank Jr. taking on Connor Ben. That should be on DAZN. Give us a little rundown on that because I think their fathers actually have history with one another. They do, and this is a fight that we really haven't talked about a lot because personally, I didn't think it was going to end up happening. And mm-hmm. that, and the reason why is Eubank Jr. is a 168-pounder. Mm-hmm. He's a super middleweight. That's where he fights at. Uh, Connor Ben is 147. So when they made this fight, they did like a catch weight. I think it's like 158 or 157, something crazy. Sure. I absolutely – if you've ever seen Chris Eubank Jr., this dude doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. Yeah. So that's why I'm still, we're going to preview it because it's supposed to happen, but I still have a, just a weird inkling that it's not going to happen. And the reason why I don't think it's going to happen either is because Chris Eubank Jr., his dad is Chris Eubank Sr., right? Mm-hmm. Has not participated in this entire training camp because he doesn't want the fight to happen because mm-hmm. it's too less of weight. But the cool part about it is you're right. Connor Ben, his dad is Nigel Ben, and Chris Eubank Jr.'s dad used to fight back in the day. They fought twice. One was a draw, one was a knockout. So it's it's kind of historic in that regard where their dads were world contenders, world champions um, at middleweight, I believe, and now their two sons are fighting, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool, which is the whole advertising. That's why they're doing the fight over in England is because it is the both big names. Connor Ben is a really good welterweight. Sure. Eubank Jr. is a really good middleweight, super middleweight. However, I just I don't know how he's going to make that weight. And I still don't see the fight happening because of that. If it does happen, I think um, Eubank Jr. is going to come in overweight somehow. Mm -hmm. And I think if he does make weight, no chance he can win. Mm -hmm. If he makes that weight, I think he's going to be so weight-drained and so just nothing going to be – he's going to have nothing left that Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to win it because of that. But if it happens, it happens. It's actually a pretty kind of historic fight because of their fathers and now because of the sons. They're both very, very good fighters. Uh, so it, it, it could be a cool fight. It's on his own. Um, it's in England, so we'll see it during the afternoon, which would be kind of cool. And then that night, we'll get to watch Showtime. Yeah, so <clears throat> I guess by the time this episode drops on Wednesday morning, uh, we'll probably have a little more clarification of that. Obviously, the fight happening on Saturday for us in the in the States, Saturday morning or Saturday Saturday morning or afternoon Usually afternoon Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess maybe by the time this drops, there could be some clarification there whether or not this fight happens. I know Chris Eubank for a little while was trying to throw his name into the kind of the Jake Paul ring, the Jake Paul circus for a little while until it was announced that he's taking on Anderson Silva at the end of this month. Plenty of weeks before that. We'll talk about that as as the month wanes on a little bit. Uh, but that's all coming to you right now this Saturday on the 8th. Uh, but we can try because we got a lot going on. Because episode 100, we have some surprises and things that we want to do for next week's episode. We want to highlight some of the matchups coming on, up on the 15th of October. Uh, we'll talk a little more in depth on a couple of them, but that'll leave us some time next week to talk in depth on a couple of the others. Um, so... Give me a second here because there's a big rundown. Uh, first and foremost, the rematch, Devin Haney taking on George Cambosis. That is coming to you from ESPN. I believe that'll be in the morning because it's taking place down in Australia. And they're 15 hours ahead of us, I believe. Yeah, so it'll be a weird time zone, you know, a pre-lunch sort of thing. Uh, that's coming up on the 15th, so that's going to be a rematch for all those belts. Undisputed lightweight title, undisputed, baby. Yep, so we have also Deontay Wilder back in action, taking on Robert Hellenius. That's on pay-per-view. I wasn't quite, I couldn't find the source on that, um, on which pay-per-view um, promote or uh, source that is. It but should be a Showtime pay-per-view or CBS, one of those affiliates. 
really. It's because so, he's with them. So a good heavyweight, you know, qualifier matchup there. There's a lot of names being thrown in that hat now on the heavyweight side of things. Deontay Wilder is very much active again, so yeah. we will see how that goes. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I saw uh, um, who's going to be in attendance for that fight. Actually, the heavyweight champ himself, Usyk, is going to be live in attendance at that matchup, just is, as a heads up. He is now saying that he wants to fight Deontay Wilder instead. He just wants to fight Great somebody fight. who's willing not to duck him. So that's also on the 15th, Weekend Trab. And this is these are the two events that I'm going to get a little pick your brain a little bit more. We talked about the women's fights coming up before. Those fights were updated because the queen passed away. But let's get back into it. Now rescheduled for this month on the 15th. Come to us on ESPN+. Plus, and that's going to be two headliner fights number one Michaela Mayer taking on Alicia Baumgartner and then secondly in the bad blood matchup Clarissa Shields taking on Savannah Marshall weekend Trav give us your thoughts on both of these matchups here for the women they're very interesting matchups and like we said we previously talked about when we, we did a lead up to this before it was postponed because of the Queen's death rest in peace Queen mm-hmm. um, Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall a very good fight they both fought in the amateurs years ago savannah marshall beat her but it was literally like i think it was eight something years ago five plus years ago for sure so fight doesn't really it gets thrown out the door for that fact it's a fighter's lifetime ago really and it is it doesn't really i don't think it has any relevance in today's i mean how many gold medals ago was that i mean that was a while ago yeah clarissa Schultz had two gold medals yeah uh so it's even though savannah marshall owns the head-to-head one to zero i don't think it's going to play a massive part in this fight um, Savannah Marshall, bigger puncher, of course we know this. She's also a lot, she's also a lot rangier, what I call mm-hmm. longer arms, all of that. So if she plays that into her her strengths, she could do very well. If she keeps um, Clarissa Shields on the outside, however, Clarissa Shields is a great boxer. She's super fast. She's super talented. She is very aggressive, and she tries to be. She tries for knockouts. She just doesn't have that pop and that power to knock people out. Right. So that's why I don't think I will put this prediction out there. I don't think we're going to see a knockout. I don't. Not at all. I think this fight goes the distance 100% for sure because, one, Clarissa Shields goes the distance with a lot of girls who are nowhere near um, at the level of a Savannah Marshall. So I think this fight's going the distance for sure. So that probably leans towards Clarissa Shields' favor then, I would imagine, because I don't think the gas tank is as strong for someone like a Savannah Marshall. However, I think I haven't checked the updates on Vegas odds for them as the fight changed dates. But I know leading into that, there was kind of a split favor. There was yeah. no you know, unsung favorite on that. It wasn't a huge I, favorite. I think yeah. they were both going at minus 110s, which is kind of odd. So um, I haven't checked the latest. But I think you're right. If it goes the distance weekend, Trav, that could be a problem for one Savannah Marshall, whereas Clarissa Shields, that's the way she fights. She yeah. makes it seem like she's something else in the ring, but in reality, she just outlasts her opponents and kind of smothers them a bit, and that's that. But this is going to be different. This is going against somebody that has quite a bit of talent, okay, and is very dangerous in her own right. So I could see this weekend trap maybe going deep, but getting it, getting one of those TKOs, I could see it um, for a Savannah Marshall. I think either way, you're looking at either a TKO, Savannah Marshall, or going the distance, Clarissa Shields, one of those two options. Yeah, and I have a little bit of insight on the Savannah Marshall because Savannah Marshall fought a girl that I trained. Sure. She took her over to England, uh, Newcastle, England. We fought on DAZN, um, Ashley Curry. And the reason I bring it up is because Ashley Curry has now fought Savannah Marshall, but she also fought this girl named Francon Desern Cruz who her only loss was to Clarissa Shields. Yes. So my girl has fought two people that have a similar instance in here. So 
Uh, my girl fought Francon Cruz. Mm-hmm. She trained with me for about three weeks. Went the distance with Francon, eight rounder. Yep. But then we only had like three, four days notice when we fought Savannah Marshall and ended in the second round. But what I can tell you is nobody stops Ashley Curry, which is my girl, and Savannah Marshall did. Yeah. Okay. I threw the talent on that fight, but I remember after the fight talking with Ashley Curry because I knew that she wasn't ready for this. So that's why I threw the towel in pretty early yeah but i talked to ashley afterwards ashley was like travis she hits really hard mm. and i could tell i think she had some hurt ribs after that things like that so i can tell you that savannah marshall her power is real yeah. it's legit because ashley curry was a a smaller person coming up but she also went the distance with frank on cruz who's a world champion correct i'm um, at her weight class now so i believe that savannah marshall's power is real but I also believe that Clarissa Shields is also real. The yeah. girl's got a chin. She can fight. She, she's got talent. She's got the, the confidence, obviously the confidence. Mm-hmm. She, she's a very confident person. Um, but I think you're right. I think only how Savannah Marshall does win this fight is if she stops Clarissa Yeah, Schultz. I think it's going to be a battle of wills here and emotions. So whoever controls the emotions of the fight wins. And as of right now, leading into it so far, I feel like Savannah Marshall kind of has the upper hand on the emotional side of this, whereas we've seen Clarissa Shields be very emotional in a lot of these pressers leading up to it. Yep. So we shall see. Let's move on to the other. Well, I also want to say one thing. Sure. I think I just thought of this, but... I'm pretty sure that I'm going to go ahead and root for Clarissa Shields because I'm a little bit butthurt about Savannah Marshall. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Savannah Marshall used to follow me on Instagram. Mm. I think she found out that I was married happily and I have a child now because she unfollowed me. So Savannah Marshall, I'm rooting for Clarissa Shields, not only because she's USA, because you unfollowed me on Instagram. We're in a world right now where that matters. And Savannah Marshall used to follow me. And now I'm a little upset. Because she unfollowed me. For somebody that's so mentally strong, a <laughs> mental champion, something like that shouldn't bother you, Weekend Trap. It doesn't, but I thought it was relevant to bring up because I remember this happening because she followed me. Maybe she only followed you because you were the trainer for Ashley Curry. She did. She. I feel like she gave me some googly eyes when we were over there. And then she followed me, and then she found I'm out. Not, I'm not. Think, I'm not thinking that that's. I'm not thinking that that's her, her ball field. Ball, ball field, buddy. I'm just kidding. Um, around, guys. No. Okay. Okay. But, well, but that really. But I was. That really did happen, though. She did follow me. And I'm like actually. A year later, I'm, she well, you know, I'm going to take the Savannah Marshall side of that because I, I would like to see her win and uh, inject a little humility into Clarissa Shields. So, unfortunately, when I get emotional on my pick, that's when I'm wrong. So chances are you're going to be right. I told but, you, don't pick on emotions. I've I know, failed that multiple I know, times. And that's when I, I don't do well with that either. So, that being said, anyways, if these cameras go out, then it's just because the batteries are old. But anyways. They look beautiful. I charge them. Um, so we can trap. We got that, but the co-main event on this one, Michaela Mayer oh, and yeah. Alicia Baumgartner. Um, I don't remember what title that was for what title uh class that it's was the for. unified junior lightweight title okay uh thoughts here on this fight i know we've talked a little bit about it a few weeks ago michaela mayor alicia Baumgartner. um thoughts going into that one for you or any sort i think of, it's a great fight yeah I, i've seen some training videos of alicia Baumgartner, and yeah. i'm like she's, i look at her i'm like solid. this is by far gonna be michaela mayor's toughest test to date and I think that's what we want to see. Yeah, we want to see her in tough fights. Everybody does. And that's why, and that's the, to be honest too, that's the only how women's boxing is going to get popular. 
is and I say that no dig on women's boxing, but to be honest, it's not mainstream still. It's not. Sure. It's getting better because of girls like Clarissa Shields and Michaela Mayer. However, how you're going to keep the audience captivated is fighting fights like this. Great that's fights. The only that's how, how UFC did it, and that's how they've now kind of cornered that female fighting market. They they they, they just. They had a few names to capitalize on, and here we are. Now we have so many weight classes, yep. and everyone knows people. So same thing here. Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, they put on a heck Huge of a fight. show at Madison Square yeah. Garden, right? So fights like that keep the audience captivated, okay? So we need that. So I would love to see this fight, actually, because Michaela Mayer is very talented. She's insanely talented. She's trained by um, uh, Coach Al, who is one of the best trainers out there, amateur mm -hmm. and pro. He's trained some gold medalists. He's trained some world champions. The guy can train people, okay? Coach Al Mitchell uh, from he's up in Michigan, and he's who's been guiding Michaela Mayer. She can fight, but her biggest knock, just like Clarissa Shields doesn't is, doesn't finish. She doesn't finish people. Mm -hmm. The only biggest two highlights knock. you're going to see on on wherever you're looking for highlights are of Michaela Mayer. The highlights, the ref should have jumped in. She's she's fighting just girls that shouldn't be in the ring. The ref should have jumped in on those fights earlier than they did, and she looks like she's pounding the tar, uh, the tar out of them. But she's been in some wars too, yeah. where you're like, that shouldn't be a war. Yeah. She shouldn't like her last, I think, two fights. They they should not have <laughs> yeah. been as as tough as they were. I don't think. Now, what she has, weekend Trav, is the body frame again. So we talk about taller, Sebastian Fundora, yep. tall, longer, not to the same degree, I should say, but she has this taller body, yep. longer frame. So it is harder. For girls to get inside with her and and fight her on the inside because of her lankiness, yep. and that's why the knock is when Alicia Baumgartner tries to trash talk with her is about Michaela Mayer making weight, yeah, right, uh, she's because bigger. she's a she bigger is. girl, she's a bigger girl. So I think a lot of it comes down to that. How much is she cutting leading up to that, yep. and then can Baumgartner enforce and impose her will? and have a fight that she wants against Michaela Mayer. And you're exactly right. If I go over the strengths and the disadvantages or the strengths for Michaela Mayer is, she's a very good boxer. She's rangy. She's got long arms. She's And your Green Bay Packers won. Gosh, thank <laughs> God. In overtime. <laughs> oh, by a, a field goal in overtime. B Money's Jeez. a huge Packers fan, as you couldn't tell by the Green Bay thing. They went into overtime. They finally won. Now I, B Money can breathe. I love, yeah, but I love we can travel. I love this time of year because not only we talk boxing all year long, but I, I'm a huge football fan. I love football. It's my first you know sport love. Um, but my teams, they rip my insides apart all year long. My college team, the Florida State Seminoles, they rip my guts out. The Packers rip my guts out. But I love it. I can't help it. I love it. I love it. So, anyways, keep, <laughs> it's keep that on girlfriend going. that keeps stringing you along. Oh, right? absolutely. <laughs> and you're just like a, they just it's string just you along. dripping morphine in a body. Keep me going. You say this to me as a lifelong Cowboys fan. They haven't won for 25 plus but years. Look, hey man, they're looking good with their backup quarterback right now. They're 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 winning games. Listen, I am excited, but I'm not too excited for the same reasons why you're not. Because yeah. I'm waiting for my heart to get ripped out. Because we, Dak's coming back in a couple of well, weeks. Well, here we've already we've already fought a, a conference opponent first game and they blew us out. You haven't fought the you haven't played the Eagles yet. Who's very? That's turns out the NFC East is pretty tough this year. Pretty tough this year. It's uh, been the giant, pretty weak for the a while. G men won again today as well. Uh, we'll it's just the only we beat the G men though. Oh, that's right. Last yeah, week so you we beat them. them yep. uh, but it's Close it's game. really the Commanders are the only ones that suck. So, anyways, back to Michaela Mayer, the Alicia Baumgartner. Who? The Washington football team, WFT. Oh, okay. The okay. WTFs. Okay, I got you. <laughs> what the, whatever WTF? They are. Yeah. You know WFT. You know what WTF is? Yeah. What the fuck? What, what the fudge? <laughs> okay, bleep that one out. But anyway, back to boxing. I was finished with it for the most part. But yes, Michaela Mayer, Alicia Baumgartner. Michaela Mayer has reach. She has range. She has boxing ability. She has boxing IQ. However, they've really been pushing this girl because they know it. The ratings know this, that... 
finishing people, right? So if she jumps into that battle with Alicia Baumgartner and tries to finish her or tries to get in a dogfight, doesn't fare well because I've seen Alicia Baumgartner. Her arms are shorter, which plays the part. And when she's on the inside, mm-hmm. she's going she's gonna to be better. She mm-hmm. just is because um, Michaela Mayer has long arms. She's got a long reach. It's harder when you're in close to land those punches. So if Michaela Mayer, if she tries to go for these knockouts and tries to turn this into a dogfight, she loses. Yeah. She does. This needs to be a very, very well thought out fight where you just stay on the outside you box you move you spinner you box you move you spinner if you have to dog fight for a second do it but then get the hell out of there but i think that's the way the fight's going to go i think it's going to be michaela mayer's fight it's going to be that strategy it's going to be boring and you know what to credit for her she's accurate she yeah. is sharp. Yeah, okay? she's a pinpoint puncher. There might not be a ton behind those punches, but she is sharp. Yeah. Okay, so when she's throwing a punch, it's going where she's intending for it she to go. She had a very good amateur career. Her coach, like I said, Al Mitchell, yes. knows what he's doing. He yes. knows what the, his game plan is very intelligent every single time. He's not a coach that will yeah. do a game plan based on the crowd. And for, be, but for being a bit and for being a bigger girl or bigger person, I should say, she's hard to hit for whatever yeah. reason. She's elusive. So I would say if the, the fight will probably go that way, we can trav. Uh, where it's boring, it's not a dogfight, that obviously tilts in the favor of Michaela Mayer. Yep. More than likely, I'm going to call a decision victory there for Michaela Mayer. But if it's if it's emotional, and Alicia Baumgartner has been really good to get in the emotions of Michaela Mayer because this has been a, kind of a fun trash talk. I think it's fun. You like you think it's corny. I think it's fun. I don't think it's good. It yes, comebacks are fun. Until you make fun of paychecks. Yeah, I don't like that. I know. And as women boxing, Michaela Mayer... Um, she referenced something to Baumgartner about pay, and Michaela Mayer is making more money. She is. They've latched onto her, top rank Bob Arum. They've latched onto her as a, a big money marketer, money seller. Um, white girl, blonde hair, can fight. They're really putting a lot of money behind her, and she is making some pretty good money right now. She's probably making more than Baumgartner. Not probably. I know she, she is. She is, definitely. I know she is. So she referenced that fact. I don't like that. I don't. But at the same time, too, Trash talking usually doesn't have any boundaries. When you're in boxing, it's we we know a guy who no, is an you, awesome trash talker, Mike Perry. Yeah, but you don't talk. I a, love his trash. You talking. don't talk about mothers. Okay, this is true. you're not supposed to do that. And honestly, if you guys are doing the same thing for the for a paycheck, don't attack the man's pay or the if woman's pay. If you're trying to case. promote women's boxing, don't trash the pay because if you're trashing the pay, then you're trashing women's boxing overall. Because then you're then you're coming back and you're it's like, hey, it's I should be advocating if, for more money. It's different if you're Floyd Mayweather flipping money in the crowd and Conor McGregor can do the same thing too, or you're making fun of taxes. Different level. That's different. Different level. But not taking, not making fun of you know having to wait to cash a check again and this and that. Yeah. That's just that's just disrespectful. It was, but at the same time, like I said, Mike Perry. Great trash talker. Absolutely. I feel like there's not many boundaries in his trash talking and his video. He's creative. He is. He's very creative. He it's, can even trash talk when other guys are fighting. Well, that's the, that's the <laughs> thing. The thing with Mike is that there's a purpose behind it all. Okay? It sometimes might come out of left field, but he's thought about what he says. Yeah. Okay? He's, he's very, very smart. It's almost like a rapper. Like, they could flow, and it's like they don't even think. But they've practiced their craft, too. They, oh, yeah. they, they know. They, they, they're ready right so he, he knows anyways that's a different topic uh so that is on the 15th we can travel what we do want to spend a little bit more time on today as well actually we'll do next week but let's highlight some stuff here uh local local fight coming to us uh from box lab promotions presents championship boxing at the Caribe royale orlando that's on october 15th that's going to be on fight tv by triller so i think if you have the app or the website you can you can uh, uh pay for that one I don't know how much it is, but you can take a look online. And it's a pretty interesting card, pretty fun-looking card here. 
Uh, main event, uh, fun-looking card. My, my fault, everybody. I shouldn't have called it a fun-looking card. <laughs> Jeez, you know what? I blame the puncher's chance bourbon on that one. <clears throat> we are drinking bourbon today, Dale. Thank yes, you. thank you very much. And Dale, this is episode 99, not last week's. I just, uh, you know, I, I wanted to see who would notice. Anyways, uh, so we have Kevin Brown in the main event for a WBA title fight of some sort. He's 1-0. I'm just saying, that's, his that's, second fight, sometimes he's that's what fighting it takes. for a title. He's 1-0 and yeah. fighting for I love it. Uh, we have a couple of local guys who have, who he followed a bit on this show. Uh, we have Derek Diesel Jackson, 9-0. The Diesel. He's fighting. He, we also have his brother also is fighting Darius Jackson. We saw him on one of the last shows yep. as well here in Orlando. Uh, Giovanni Estella, 9-0 and as well. He's fighting. And then obviously Adrian Pinheiro, 9-0 and as well. This is all you know, uh, coincidental that they're all 9-0. It's funny, though, but they are all 9-0. and But guys. he is Congrats. fighting as well. So uh, it's going to be a jam-packed card, and the reason why we're not going to spend a ton of time on it now is that next week in episode 100, we will spend a little bit more time on this this, uh, show and the promotion because these are cool fights. These are fights that you want to watch, especially if you're local in the Central Florida area, in the Orlando area. Get your ticket to this event. Uh, Box Lab Promotions. I think GH3 Promotions is on this thing, too. Warriors Boxing, I think, is part of it as well. Yeah, it's going to be a well-promoted card. It's going to be a great, solid event. I know we can drive. You will be there. I will be there. I will be out of town with my family on family vacation, Griswold style, driving up to the Boston area and back. Boston Mass. Yeah, so pray for me, everybody. Um, (laughs) uh, So I will not be there. However, I'm sure I'll be texting We Can Drive the whole time. What's going on? What's going on? Did Diesel knock him out? Uh, What's going on? Did Adrian? Okay, so. um, Yeah, I'm going to be there supporting live, and I'm bringing actually some new people with me to this time. New blood. We've also, some of my friends bought a whole table by themselves. A whole table plus a couple people are coming with me on a different seating part. So, like, hey, guys, I'm promoting you guys. Box Labs, keep keep producing good, talented local fighters. And I was always said. And I will say it again, we can drive. We talk about these shows not because we're getting any sort of compensation, not because no. we're getting any sort of special treatment. We're not. We pay for it. We are boxing fans at the heart of this thing. We are. Uh, we love uh, seeing our friends do well, uh, whether it's in the boxing world or the MMA world. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned Mike Perry sometimes. We have Alex Nicholson. He just went over to Russia. He Moscow. lost a he, he lost a fight fight out there. Tough one. Uh, tough one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but other other fighters and friends in those different arenas. Um, and we support that. We want to make sure that we are at least being a springboard for some of these guys, if we can, for our, whatever audience we have, that we can at least promote you guys the best as possible. So I don't want anyone to think that the the, the guys over at Box Lab or anywhere else are. They're not. We just. They're not greasing the wheels over here. No, no, they're not. They do no. treat us. They do treat us well because they treat everybody well. They do. They do absolutely. But we're we're big fans. We like to promote boxing. Even though this is a boxing podcast, we promote combat sports in general because we do talk about bare knuckle boxing. We do talk about UFC. We talk about MMA. Yep. But mostly, yes, we talk about boxing. And I love local boxing because I know what it's like being a professional it's boxer fun. myself, building a career. And, and we, these guys are building professional boxing careers. And, we can try. and I love it. You were just in Missouri and you went to a show as well. We were out Amateur there, right? Boxing. So talk, give us like a minute or two on that. That was cool, man. Amateur boxing is where it starts. And to be fair, I think here's how you can judge how popular sports are right now. You can judge it by the amateur level. And what I mean by that is the amateur level of boxing 10, 15 years ago was not really popular. It was not big. It was kind of falling off. Sure. In my little local city, St. Joseph, Missouri, population 75,000 there, which is um, it's small compared to a lot of places they talk about. But we went there. There was a sold-out arena 
it was small. It was small, but it was still a sold-out arena of amateur boxing matches. They were all amateur fighters, and it was huge. There's a couple new gyms in St. Joe, Missouri now. Johnson Brothers Boxing and Bear Den Boxing. Give you guys a little bit of love here. Uh, but I was back. I was back for a funeral for unfortunate reasons, but I happened to find out that there was a boxing match. It's been one of the first boxing matches, amateur boxing matches in St. Joe for some years now. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I saw that and it was sold out, I was having a conversation with the 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 um, the club that put it on, and I was like, "Guys, boxing is obviously yeah. popular again." I promoted three professional boxing match shows back in St. Joseph, Missouri. When COVID hit, nothing happened, obviously, so I didn't. But I'm thinking about going back there and doing it again because there is a market for it. The fans are obviously craving boxing because they were there and they came out in droves to support amateur boxing. And the reason why I say amateur boxing is a good prelude to professional boxing is there was tons of fans there, which means all of these kids are seeing these professional boxers on TV and they're like, I want to be that. So it comes from the amateur boxing circuit. You build positive um, fundamentals and all of that there, and then you get to the pro level. That's good pros to me. So yeah. when there's a good USA boxing sanctioned fights, it's just, it makes pro boxing better too. Yeah. Because sometimes you go to pro shows, you've been there. Some of those pros that you see, you're just like, how is this guy pro? Yeah. But now that? that we have some good amateur fighters coming up, I think it's going to add to the competitive level. It's going to add. It's going to make everybody better. Well, I think you got a lot of good uh, organizations out there that are strictly sticking to the amateur ranks. you got like the Sugar Birds and things like that, yeah. and they do a good job regionally all over the place. Yeah. So that helps a lot. It's almost like the feeder program. Like in baseball, you have the minor leagues, and you have yeah. all these clubs. That helps. You've got to have solid feeder programs. You know, and as much as I dislike how once you get – to the professional ranks, things are so split, all these different titles, whatever yeah, yeah. else. And in reality, when you're an amateur, that also that to me also looks like a pretty big open door because that tells me if I'm looking to try to be a professional, I have more avenues of doing it. Uh, whereas if you're a football player, there's only one NFL. Okay, And when you look at the percentage of what it takes from a high school kid to be an NFL player, small, 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 small yep. uh, which is its own drive and own determinational factor. But boxing... There's just a lot more accessibility to it, and it doesn't mean that it's always going to be the cream of the crop rising, but eventually it does. Yeah, yeah. Eventually the professional routes, or the professional ranks, screen that crap out. The cool thing is, soon now that we're talking about women boxing, I meant to say this and I'm, I'm failed, but there was more women's younger amateur boxing Great. matches that I've seen on a local show ever, yeah. live ever. There was, I, I really couldn't believe, and I'm talking about like, 10 11 12 13 14 year old girls fighting and it was it was actually it was pretty refreshing to see it because i do think that the pros are very indicative of what happens in the amateurs because these girls have to look up to somebody so they're looking up to girls like clarissa shields they're looking up to girls like michaela mayer savannah marshall so we need that it's the feeder program but also they need somebody to look up to to fight right so i think we're i think we have that building which to me if we have the amateurs now we do have some long-lasting ability in boxing still where we have years and years and years of um, productivity and ratings and all that. I hope that when we finish off who we have right now, like the likes of um, – there's a lot of big-time people out there. Now, Canelo Alvarez, he's going to eventually retire. Yep. Soon probably. But we need a new crop coming up. Yep. I think we have that for sure. The, the amateurs are way away from that, obviously, but we have a, we do have a younger crop of like the Devin Haney's, yeah. uh, the, the Tank Davis's, the, I think the Ryan Garcia's. I think there's definitely there, like, a bit of a gap between those guys and the there's amateur There's a big ranks. one, yes. There's, there's five, ten years gap there. What's hurt that is the Olympics and their decisions there on, on, on what they've done. They're with so corrupt. It's so terrible. Uh, so that's hurt, I should say, but it hasn't, it hasn't uh, 
derailed everything. Yeah. But I, I think there is going to be kind of a gap there when these uh, kids start to get older and go into the, there might not be any amateurs for that long, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think the amateur boxing, USA boxing is the, the amateur boxing program in America, obviously mm -hmm. USA boxing, mm -hmm. but we all need to get together on the international scene and the international scene, I believe is Aiba, um, which is uh, the sanctioning body of the Olympics. And mm -hmm. right now they're in a big tussle because the next Olympics, I believe, um, not the next Olympics. I think the one after that, they're going to eliminate boxing unless there's some major changes done. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think it's going to happen. I do because I don't see them. I mean, boxing has been in the Olympics for since I can remember. I watched the, when I was growing up. The reason why I, I boxed and the reason why yeah, I looked but, up was Oscar but, De La Hoya in the Olympics. But we can trap. It doesn't matter because the one year they took away Greco-Roman wrestling. That was like the original Olympic sport. Greco-Roman. Like, like, yeah. Back when it's there the were actual days. Olympia Olympics. It's the Roman days. So I can't remember if they, if, even if they've brought it back, I don't even know. But they, they took that. That's empty, bro. Anyways, we digress. So let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Uh, we are drinking, once again, uh, kind of the rewind here, uh, Puncher's Chance Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. We just finally finished this bottle. I'm going to be, honestly, we can try. There's a lot of different variations. Of this. I think this is the, the standard version of Puncher's Chance. It's very good. I like you this. You liked it. You did. I did like it. Um, and I'm glad we had some because we finished it here on episode 99. So the Puncher's Chance. Um, and we have a few more to finish eventually. Uh, but that's what we're drinking today. Uh, no, no rating. It was, it was, it was okay. No it's, rating I'm, necessary. It's not, it's not perfect for my palate. But you know what I what gets we have me? Different palettes. It gets me is the, the, the damn tiger and all that stuff on the bottom. Let me put it on your camera. Look at that guy. And it's puncher's chance. Puncher's chance. How could that not be a, on a boxing podcast? Pretty solid. I think uh, uh, Bruce Buffer uh, reps that too. Anyways, so let's wrap this thing up. Uh, this episode ninety nine, the real episode ninety nine, I should say. The real. The real. Uh, uh, <laughs> Of weighing in with Travis Harmon. See what happens when he interrupts me? Uh, I get my... He did uh, it to me all day today. I get tongue-tied. Um, anyway, so that's a rundown of the next two weekends of boxing matchups. Next week is episode 100. Uh, we'll spend a little time on some of these things coming up that, that weekend, but we at least wanted to address it to the audience and the subscribers and blah, blah, blah. If you're yet to subscribe, please do so below on YouTube or on Rumble or on Spotify, wherever we are. We're everywhere. Please do so. It helps us, and uh, we appreciate the support, obviously, and like the video. Push it out to uh, your friends and family and look, say, hey, look at these two guys who think they know what they're talking about. Uh, that is us. For 99 damn episodes. 99. We're about to hit, we're about to hit the century mark. 100. 100. So we got some special things we're going to do on the the 100th episode, or at least we're, we're game planning that, folks. So stick with us at least through that one as that will drop next week. But this uh, is the wrap-up of this show. Weekend Trap, final thoughts, and then we'll call it a day. No, I mean, I, I appreciate everybody listening to us. But honestly, if you like us enough, give us a like, give yeah. us a share. Don't be bashful. We, we love that. We need that. I mean, that's how we grow. We're growing because of our listeners yeah. and our subscribers. And to be positive... We get new likes, new listeners, new subscribers every week. Yeah. We do, even if it's only one. But we're getting new subscribers and we appreciate every week. We, we don't take it for granted. It. We yeah. don't at all. We appreciate Listen, we everyone. do this for fun. We're not compensated yet. Uh, but if, yes. if anyone wants to send us a bourbon of choice or whatever, we're more than happy to accept it. Um, so anyways, Weekend Trav, that is it. This is episode 99, putting the bow on it. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that over there is Weekend Trav. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. Green Bay Packers fan. Go Pack Go. They've won, thank God. Go Cowboys. God bless.